Welcome to the new Cyber Frontier, bringing you the latest news and initiatives that focus on the development of cybersecurity economics. You don't have to be a computer or cybersecurity expert to get plugged in. Your host brings it straightforward, asks the tough questions, and brings the cyber world to a level of understanding for everyone. You can find us on the web at www.newcyberfrontier.com. Now join our host as he introduces the topic for today's New Cyber Frontier. Welcome to today's episode of New Cyber Frontier. On today, an interesting show, which I'm going to be looking forward to as well. Something that uh, we all kind of run into, and we'll talk about the topic in a minute. But today, introducing the guest, Aviv Graffi is the CTO and founder of Batiro. And uh, Aviv, uh, interesting thing that you're doing there. But, uh, you know, first of all, we'd like to get up, to, up, to, up front and personal with our guest and know what it is that drives you. You know, how do you get to where you're at? How do you get to be a CTO of a startup? There's got to be an interesting story there. So talk about yourself a little bit. And tell me uh, what your journey has been like. Yeah, great. So first, Chris, thank you very much uh, for inviting me to the show. And uh, uh, and of course, I'll be happy to share with you my background. Uh, first, uh, I'm based in Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, and uh, one of the things that in terms of uh, my background, I was serving in the uh, in the intelligence forces here, and I was doing uh, defense and offense uh, operations for a few years. And then I started uh, work for a couple of startups. Then I started what's now being called Botero. Back then, uh, I wasn't really sure what I want to do, but I knew that I want to solve a problem. Uh, and during uh, the first two years, I was doing uh, services, uh, audit services, penetration testing services for a lot of companies uh, in the world. And I was traveling in the world. It was a pretty fun job for 20-something years old, actually. And I was interviewing the IT staff and uh, asking questions. And after three or four or five days of that audit period, I was usually able to demonstrate to them how I could hack them. And I found that, that there is one technique that actually been working for me uh, time after time. And that technique was pretty simple. It was just uh, logging to the client website and checking the open positions um, posting and saying, okay, so let's apply for that position. And in the uh, finance department and say, hey, I want to apply to that position. My name is Chris. And this is my resume. And by the way, I know Aviv from the marketing team. And on the other side, there was there's always a guy or a lady that need to screen hundreds of resumes per week in order to do the job. And they cannot think twice before they open, you know, resumes. Mm -hmm. uh, so they were just opening uh, a weaponized document that I was sharing with them. And it was just working 100% of the times. And at that time, I was asking myself, okay, how can it be that 20 or 30 years after that, you know, problem of weaponized documents, you know, being uh, introduced, how we still in the same uh, place, in the same position? And I think that's what actually drove me to understand that I want to solve a big problem. And, and that's what led to uh, what is today called Botero. We hear so often that we start out hacking, we find something that's effective for us, and we offer a solution for that problem. And it seems to work because if you can do it, everybody has it. Weaponized documents. We hear about this so often. We hear about the, the you know, don't happen to open a PDF unless you have an update, don't open. How many 
and we hear in the news different types of documents. How many different types of documents can be weaponized? So actually, most of us really think about probably the Excel spreadsheets of the or the war documents that are out there. And 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 in some way, that's correct. I mean, even last week, Microsoft released uh, a CV or a patch for a pretty serious vulnerability in Microsoft Word and Microsoft Office Suite. So this is one aspect. But not a lot of us know that even images files can be weaponized. Uh, there was series of vulnerabilities in, in GIF formats and PNG formats, even in the iPhone parsers that can be triggered just by sending someone uh, an image on the iMessage. So mm -hmm. I can say that almost, almost every file format uh, can be weaponized. Uh, as it's and it's more it's more complex and actually uh, there's a higher chance that it can be weaponized if you think about PDF documents which we all you know being been been said you know uh, check you know read a PDF make sure that you know the sender and all that kind of stuff because PDF format is highly complex format it's like uh, uh, 20 30 something years old format uh, which is very complex and this is a great opportunity for the bad guys. Uh, to really leverage that. So I can say that probably there are hundreds of file formats out there, and I would say that almost all of them can be uh, weaponized. All right. Let's take a break here from our sponsors. We'll be right back in a minute. BlockFrame technology offers next-generation blockchain-managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer -peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise. Unchangeable, time-sequenced blockchain data provides next-generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. On today, talking to Aviv Garafi, the CTO of Vatiro. Uh, and before the break, we talked about weaponized documents. Kind of, well, that kind of gets scary. Every Almost every document can be weaponized. Um, but we don't hear about that too often. So tell us what that is. Explain kind of the, the, the process of weaponizing a document and how that works in case somebody might not be familiar with what yeah. that is. So I can say that uh, for some of us, they know that Word documents and Excel spreadsheets, like I mentioned, can be weaponized. They can be either weaponized by a malicious macro, right? We all heard about macros that are very dangerous. And, you know, most of the apps are warning us, do not open those. Uh, but there's some other format that can be weaponized, like PDF and, and images. And even zip files can be weaponized. And what we see on the last few years that... It used to be kind of a, a decent problem, but on the last few years, it's actually getting bigger and bigger. And uh, thanks to the COVID, a lot of companies actually uh, went digital even more. So we're all exchanging documents even more than what we did in uh, five years ago and 10 years ago. So documents actually are the lifeblood of every organization today. Uh, and even I'm exchanging documents with, with my families, right? So... The problem is that someone would send in the document and say, hey, Chris, this is for our show today. I just want to give you some rundown. Just read that document before our show. And, and you know, 
you you need you know you, you want to be the an excellent professional so you want to open and get ready and get prepared for everything so it's pretty easy to lure us to open document because it's something easy that you know our our kids doing like you know without even thinking so i think the yeah. problem is getting even bigger than what it was uh, in the past so if i say i want to i want to be as safe as possible just right now uh, what would you recommend do i download the file, save it, or just never open anything from somebody I don't know, download it, run a virus scanner on it before I open it. What's the the immediate, how can I be just vigilant? So, you know, in order to, to answer that, let's go uh, back in time and, and talk about uh, the existing solution and where it's all started. So mm-hmm. uh, some of us remember the uh, um, antiviruses from, you know, from 10, 15 years ago. Uh, they were mostly signature based. For those uh, the audience that they are not sure what signature base is, it's just as long as I know that it it looks like a bad file and I've recorded that in the past, I can detect the, the that in the future. But the bad guys, you know, seven ten years ago, they understood that they can generate a lot of flavors of the same same bad bad document. So signatures as the old AV are not working for quite some time. And then, okay, say, okay, how we can cope with that? Let's create uh, uh, an internet base back then, um, signature updates. So we can update our signature every five minutes. But then the bad guys became even faster than that and it's no longer work. And then we said, okay, let's think about something else. Let's even, let, maybe let's detonate that file. Let's take that document and run it in the sandbox. So uh, uh, for those of you who remember, the days of the sandbox that we would run that file in a container and we'll see whether it does something malicious. Maybe it has some malicious behavior, but sandbox is as good as the, uh, uh, the signature of the behaviors that we can record. So the bad guys know how to bypass those by just, for example, let's wait for 10 hours before really executing the bad stuff and no sandbox will hold that for 10 hours because the user want to have their file, right? So sandboxes were nice, but not an effective solution. Then the uh, next gen AVs and EDR came to the world. And we said, okay, let's train a, a machine learning model that would catch the next uh, variant of a malware. But machine learning model is as good as the data set that you're feeding and you're training that model with. Mm-hmm. So again, it's we're taking a history and then we're trying to predict the future. But the bad guys are inventing new and innovative techniques to exploit, like the one that Microsoft published published last, last week. So, so if I can summarize all those techniques, the detection technologies out there, they all rely on one thing. Let's take the history and try to predict the future. And if if I had the prediction, you know, future prediction capabilities, probably I would be you know very rich and I would be in the security business. Uh, so we all know that it's almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that this is where the problem, you know, at, uh, and when that, those technologies has failed, we told our users, okay, you would spot the phishing. And, and, and I'm sure Chris, that you saw a lot of campaigns, right? That, uh, spot the phishing kind of, you know, campaigns in organizations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so all those things are because the technology has failed and, 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 I think that in order to solve that, there are two things that need to be done. One is to have more proactive approaches. 
um, and and the second is um, to really understand uh, the controls that uh, we need to put on on the pipes where we get documents and not neglect some new pipes that of course are coming out uh, every day like slack and, and some others uh -huh. but then if i go back to my question what can i do right now is it just don't open those files if i don't know the people so obviously if you don't know the if you don't know the guy the sender and you're not expecting a document that's easy uh so i would tell you yeah that's easy do not open it uh, there's some other techniques to to deal with that. So, for example, one proactive approach um, uh, would be having a, a technologies, a new technologies like a, a content disarmament reconstruction, for example. Uh, mm -hmm. And the idea behind content disarmament reconstruction technologies like a CDR um, is that you don't have to know what is malicious in the file. You know, for example, that you want to have that rundown document. For the show you want to have the content not necessarily the bits so if i would tell you that i will take that document and regenerate a safe copy of that which looks and feels exactly the same and deliver that to you that would probably be sufficient for you to be productive uh, and eliminating a lot of the risk uh, in in those in those documents so this is one thing that we can do uh today so, okay, so that, and we'll talk about that. I know that's that's where you guys' approach is, that CDR, content, disarm, and reconstruction. Um, but I, I'm, I'm just still curious about, about this question of if I, what do I do right now? So I know when I open a, an Excel spreadsheet, Microsoft pops up with that little warning that says, hey, right. there might be harmful content in here. Is the, the harm already done before it gives me that warning? Or is that going to be kind of adequate to know, hey, don't let don't say yes to that one? Um, or just should I never open a uh, an Excel spreadsheet? I mean, and there's just times when you like want this and I'm trying to to, to find a, a safe way, you know, should I have a, another computer that I can open it on or should I save it to my hard drive, run a scan on it? What's 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 the the thoughts right now before we get to the CDR? So I think um, in order to reduce uh, the likelihood of this document to execute something on your computer, first, the, the pop-up actually warns you from before launching some advanced features of Excel spreadsheet that mm -hmm. might hurt, I mean, that the bad guy might leverage, for example, uh, uh, VBA macros, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, one approach would be open those documents in a web view, for example, in Google Drive, they have the web view, web view okay. Dropbox. So it's kind of limited. Uh, it's kind of a preview of the document, right? It's that's not cool. So, but it's a little bit of extra work, but it's something right. we can do to help ourselves right now. If we get something, we feel like we'd like to see it, but we're not quite sure. Push it up to Google and open it through Google. It might be a good way to, to do that. I would say either Google, Dropbox, or any any uh, kind of uh, website that can render that document, it won't be, it won't give you the full kind of user experience, which is the problem gotcha. with that approach, but at least so you give you the preview that would do you have the sense, so okay, open this it is a like document I'm Office, really interested in. Yeah. So you're opening it in like Office 365 from a web location. And that way our computer, we, we could come kind of do some self-help and keep some relevant protection away from that, right? That's right. That's right. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. I wanted to know what your thoughts were for how I can minimize that. Now, um, and it's interesting that that you know it's been so long that we've been hearing about this. And and solutions like CDR 
are just kind of the term. I never heard the term before you brought it up. And, you know, I keep abreast of what's going on in the industry. So, um, but talk about that. What's the steps in what you're doing? Tear it down, find what's good, put it back together. I think that's the basis of it. But explain that technology and that feature for those of us that might want to hear about, you know, this new kind of emerging process coming down the pipe. But first of all, we're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back to answer that question. BlockFrame technology offers next-generation blockchain-managed trust and security. Unique non-fungible tokens are used to secure software bills of materials to provide data quality and security for every transaction in your supply chain. Deploy advanced peer-to-peer -peer product security, scale zero trust capability to millions of IoT devices, allow vendor tracking and accountability, and rapidly reset from compromise. Unchangeable, time-sequenced blockchain data provides next-generation security using machine learning trust algorithms and audit analytics. Start securing your supply chain today by contacting BlockFrame at www.blockframetech.com. Welcome back to New Cyber Frontier. On today, talking to Aviv Graffi, the CTO of Vatiro. Uh, and uh, before the break, we talked about defining CDR content disarm and reconstruction to help prevent from weaponized document and content that we receive as attachments from the web, from wherever, opening them on our machines and what that does when it executes a little bit of code in a document, gets into our computer and does some kind of a mal malware. So explain the process that CDR goes through, Aviv. Yeah, so... As I mentioned before the break, uh, most of the, the traditional solutions were trying to detect the bad stuff in the documents, right? We know it doesn't work anymore. Uh, so the, the idea behind CDR is instead of looking for bad parts of the, of the document and then determine whether it's bad or not and block it, which is a different problem that we can talk about, we, we want to know what are the good parts in that document. For example, if I'm sending someone a, a deck or a presentation, he's interested in in the text, in the images, in the what's actually being presented. So by taking all those good con good content, good parts of the document and, and pasting that or replicating that on a safe template of that PowerPoint presentation, we can deliver a document that is fully functional, looks and feels exactly the same, but practically the vulnerable bits, what was in the original document that may be malicious, actually being thrown out because it's not being delivered so if you go back to my advice of what you can do today for example that preview option kind of you know uploading that to a web view of office or or google or dropbox the disadvantage of that approach is that you don't have the full user experience you cannot really work with the document as you would work with as you're working with your pdf reader or your office suite we're actually providing something it's that is very you know similar to that preview but with actual full featured document so mm -hmm. we're taking for example in excel spreadsheet taking all the formulas charts uh bookmarks links everything and then we replicate that to a safe version of the document and delivering that immediately it's being done in milliseconds because we don't need to run the file somewhere we're just doing the deterministic process to take the good content we call it we call it the positive selection. We're not trying to, we're actually selecting only the positive parts, not trying to select the negative parts. We're selecting only the positive parts, moving them to a brand new 
template of the document and then delivering that immediately. So in fact, we're telling our customers and actually I'm telling uh, our employees, open any document that you're receiving by email, via Slack, via Dropbox, open any document and do not think twice. You don't need to ask yourself whether or not the sender, just open it because it's just a safe replica of whatever being sent to you. That is interesting. And and I know that there was several types of sandboxes, like you said earlier, and uh, document scanners. You always see this scanning your document. Uh, my virus scanner says, I, we're scanning your document. We're downloading it, protecting your content. Let me scan your, your storage drive all the time pops up and you start this process of it going through and everything. Um, Pulling it apart, putting it back together safely. I, I, I just let's let me play some devil's advocate. Um, one, I assume that you have to do this for every file type and support them one at a time. So there would be a list of hey, this process supports these file types, and we're working on these coming in the future type of thing. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, Vaturo in, in Vaturo we have the file format experts. Uh, mm -hmm. The nice part about the, that we need to do that as opposed to the traditional solutions, the traditional solutions need to chase the bad clients. This is endless. You need to chase mm -hmm. every uh, technique of exploitation in the world. With, with the CDR approach, you need to do the Excel uh, spreadsheet format once. You need to support it once, and that's it. You need to do it for the Word document once, and that's it. Same for PDF, for images, for GIF, for for PNGs, for archives like zip files and RAR files. You need mm -hmm. that. We even do that for planning files like AutoCAD. Okay, so we support uh, around 150 file types, but in, in, to be honest, that's probably 99% of the files that are being used you know, in business today. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, you need to list the file types that you're actually you know, sending and, and receiving, you would end up with less than 10. Probably. So the thoughts are, let's, you know, if it's a file type, we don't know, let's block it, which is kind of a good thing anyway, I think, if you ask me, um, and just say we replaced that file or we blocked that file. Here's what it was called. Um, if you really want it, it might be somewhere in some sandbox, we quarantined it or whatever. Yes, of course, for that, you know, uh, uh, tail that we uh, don't support, of course, uh, you can have a decision whether you want to block it or allow it. That depends on the, you know, policy. In general, we our approach is that we want to enable the business and not mm -hmm. block the business. If you think about a lot of the solutions, as a lot of the security solutions, there are restrictive security type solutions. They yeah. want to block stuff. They you immediately receive a message pop up. Okay, this was blocked. Call your IT to have that document. We in fact we're telling the opposite. We telling you know IT teams, you need to be uh, you know enable business enablers, not you know. Um, blockers yeah so that's that's why we think that if you can have a proactive and and you know and business enabler technology yeah yeah so i think there's the you know the thing that's going to come up and i can imagine you priority fight with this is you know what types of things are stripped out you know what functionality are we just we're never going to get transferred through this type of reconstruction process because we don't know what it could be uh and and what parts of my are my my presentations not going to have animation? Are my spreadsheets not going to have some of the advanced calculations? Are there just there's just always going to be pieces that we say, yeah, those are just stripped out all the time. Now, 
we learn to do business without them or what, what's your, what's your kind of limiting pieces there? So that's a great question. In fact, when, when we started the CDR, when we invented the CDR, uh, the first generation of the CDR, we were actually, uh, remember that, uh, uh, you know, like a Xerox machine, we just like kind of print the document and then scan it. So you would get a flat document. Uh, unfortunately, some of, of the uh, you know the players in that uh, market are still doing that. But this was the first generation. It was very nice in terms of security, but productivity was close to zero. The second generation of the CDR was stripping out some features, uh, for example, macros. Because if you would strip all the macros from documents, from any documents coming in, it will be pretty safe, right? But then uh, a lot of uh, financial, um, you know, departments in a lot of industries, they're still using macros for the day-to-day. -day. They're still receiving and sending macros. So for the second generation of uh, the CDI, it was okay. Uh, then, then we invented the third generation, which is the positive selection, which we took us years to develop to make sure that all features in the documents are being actually replicated to the safe version of the document, including the macros. In fact, we applied um, uh, an AI machine learning model for macros and, and, and we understood how, how a good macro, how a benign macro should look like. And then we know how to, to actually replicate that macro into the new format. So basically it took us several years to develop that technology and mature it uh, to get to the point where there's, no, there's almost no feature in the you know file and content suite that actually you would see is missing. Obviously, there are some edge cases, some here and there. But mm -hmm. uh, for um, until today, we processed more than ten billion documents, and that's what makes us actually uh, um, help us to really fine tune that. Yeah, interesting. And I know that that's that security versus productivity we had talked about is always the thing. And and you're you know on the business enablement side of that that dilemma where you know most security is we just block it we can't tell you how to get things done we can only tell you what you can't do that's right we see that challenge um um you know I'm, i've seen that challenge for the last 15 20 years uh where some of the CISOs and the sec id security guys are being you know perceived as the bad guys mm -hmm. you know as, as the you know that's the cop he would close everything and it took some time, but I think that a lot of them, they don't want to be the bad guys. They want to actually being the, you know, the advisors of the business guys, of the business process designers to say how I can enable you to do what you need to do, but still be, uh, you know, in that uh, scope of uh, either, you know, security regulation or uh, our security mindset. Uh, mm -hmm. So one of the one of the things that we're telling them, try to find a business enabled technology, trying to find a technology that first allow the business to run and all the edge cases, like I mentioned, a lot of our customers, when they come to us say, you know, a lot of documents being stopped and the IT team is being overwhelmed with uh, quarantine emails or files are being blocked, but they, you know, because of a policy, but you know, there are few guys in that department that always ask for releasing those documents from them. And mm -hmm. we help them, you know, to, to, to solve that problem because if we always deliver the known good content, the user can always work. And mm -hmm. of course, if they want something in the original file, they can always fetch it. We allow that. We you can always fetch the original because we, we're delivering replicas, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but but the tension between productivity and security 
this is something that I've seen exist, you know, for years, even when at the beginning of the show, when I mentioned how I, uh, you know, came up with that idea, when I was sending that weaponized resume to the recruiting department, I knew that in order for them to do their job, they need to screen hundreds of resumes a week. They need to be productive. So even today, you know, with the security awareness campaigns and phishing, uh, um, you know, courses, we're telling the employees, you need to spot to spot the phishing. And to be honest, if someone would send me, you know, an, an email with the, you know, mm -hmm. that looks like it came from our, you know, accounting or finance department, say, hey, there was a problem worrying your paycheck. Please fill in the attached form. Probably I would open it because I want to get my paycheck, right? So, mm -hmm. so I think the, the, that tension between security and productivity. This, this needs to be, uh, you know, carefully solved. And I would love to see more products and more services uh, like CDR. Obviously, we're not the only one in the market. Vakir is, is one of the players. Mm -hmm. But I would love to see more offering, uh, maybe in some other areas of, you know, security and, and technology that will be solving that tension. Yeah. Seems like, it, I mean, it's a very specific, you know, if I'm getting files from outside the company. I know with a, with, you know, with, as a startup, we've done most of our, our files are transferred. And I say, that's the alternative we use to that through a, a share file or some kind of a OneDrive where everybody that is safely transferring files, all my people I'm expecting to have files come through that. And I expect that they don't email files back and forth and, and just kind of almost gone by the 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 wayside of attaching files to emails but like you said with those those files that are brought in from outside the company those companies need a solution so you know anybody kind of in that in that aspect that's looking to get a hold of you um tell us how they would get a hold of you how they would use your products who you would like to work with as customers uh and and whatnot so first any any company, a small company or mid-sized company that receiving documents, and uh, we see that a lot of companies use that as the lifeblood of you know of their business, uh, are welcome uh, to work with with us with Vatiro. Uh, of course, we we are API centric solution. So if you have any business application, if you think about a lot of insurance companies that receiving that actually allowing clients to upload documents, uh, they're integrating Vatiro like solution. So we have a solution uh, in, as a SaaS offering uh, on AWS Cloud, and we also have that for on-prem for the larger customers, um, larger enterprises. Uh, we do offer a native, native integration for Office 365, uh, for web downloads, also for, uh, for Box, uh, and soon also Slack. Um, so we see a lot of variety, no matter where the file is coming from. We can help you to get the content in securely and allow the business uh, to run. In terms of how to get all of us, of course, uh, uh, you can uh, reach out uh, through our website and we'd happy to assist you. And of course, you can uh, I'm always happy uh, to connect uh, with you on LinkedIn and uh, love to get feedback and direct feedback from, uh, from the field, from the actual market, from the actual uh, guys that really need uh, our technology and our solution of course if it's even if it's not directly related to what you and what we currently offer i would love uh to hear uh feedback and your site is so our site is votiro.com v-o-t-i-r-o.com 
And of course, as I mentioned, we offer a solution it's an API flavor on a, as a cloud service. And we also have native integrations uh, with a variety of content pipes. All right. Thanks a lot for joining today, Aviv. And uh, we'll definitely appreciate this. And it's a, it's a show that I'm, I was interested in and I learned a lot myself. So thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Chris, for inviting me. And of course, thank you very much for the audience and listeners. And have a great week. Thanks. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of New Cyber Frontier. Remember to get involved. Often we think that someone else will handle privacy and security in the virtual world. But you are the only one truly in command of your virtual fate. Join our mailing list so we can keep you informed of breaking news and new releases. If you have an idea, if you have a question that you would like to hear answered, or if you want to get involved with our efforts, reach out to us at newcyberfrontier.com. We also encourage you to visit our sponsors' links as they are the ones that really make this show possible. I want to thank each of you for supporting the show, and we look forward to seeing you back for the next episode of New Cyber Frontier.